almost instant post-fight reaction. My man, sweet baby Ray Flores, and uh, he had some uh, post-fight press conference in. He called the fight uh, tonight from San Antonio in the international audience. Tremendous fight. We got the draw between Brian Castano and Jamel Charlo. A little bit of controversy on the scorecards. 117-111, six out. Nelson Vasquez, terrific metal fight tonight. It was an awesome night of fights, Mark. I mean, I know it's a little loud. I'm here in the loading dock. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was electric in here at AT&T Center. The fans came out, and the fights delivered. Look, every single fight from the opening contest with Amir Calvidad and Emmanuel Lim, they went to war against each other. Rolando Romero went out, and he handled his business against Anthony Yigit. And then Charlo and Castaño gave us a candidate for fight of the year. Yeah, and even Jamel Charlo said about the scorecard, 117-111, he goes, that, that's wrong. He goes, it was a lot closer than that, but I felt I pulled it out. These two guys are made for each other, Mark. Styles make fights, and boy, did they put on a wickedly entertaining fight. It was a tremendous fight. It was almost a, a tale of two fights, uh, or maybe even three fights. Obviously, round two, Charlo made a big shot, had uh, had uh, Castagna on skates a little bit. Over the next six, seven rounds, to me, it seemed like it was all Brian Castagno. Then the big uh, rounds, 10 and 11 for Charlo, you know, kind of maybe uh, he got, got him closer. I had it nine rounds of three off of TV for Brian Castagno. Okay, well, see, it, for me, I thought it was a close fight, and I, I was okay with the draw. I know people are saying that Castaño got robbed. I need to go back and watch it again to critically analyze it. But what I do know is that both guys took each other's big shots, and both guys were ex- able to execute their game plan during parts of the fight. That's why I'm so excited for round 13. I said it during the post by presser. I'm like, let's see round 13. Let's see this rematch. Because, man, Mark, they both were able to execute their game plans during parts of the fight. And I think that goes ahead and that produces something that is great for fight fans. And both guys, it's like you need a perfect foil. This might be their perfect foils for Charlo Castaño, for Castaño Charlo. And, man, like I said, I think round 13 is going to be better than what we saw in the first fight. Obviously, here in the United States, we didn't get to hear your call, but, you know, let's just uh, take it you know, through a couple of little segments of the fight. Round two, uh, what did you think uh, was going on to Stanley Clearly hurt round two? Well, look, when Charlo unloaded upon Castagna. I'm like, okay, this is the Jamel Charlo I know. This guy is a finisher. And credit to Castagno for not even going down. I mean, he buckled, but he did not lose his composure, showed a lot of poise, showed a lot of heart, and showed a ton of tenacity to not panic. And the same can be said about Jamel Charlo. When he got paused in the third round, he didn't panic, and he was able to make adjustments. Then uh, I would say for a good five or six rounds, in my opinion, it was all Brian Castagno uh, pinning Charlo up against the ropes. He had him, I mean, that's where he did most of his damage against the ropes. Landed that lead right hand, came back with some right left hooks. You know, she definitely shook Charlo on two, three, four occasions. When also, I think Brian Castagno's defense is underrated because he showed there were points where he was fighting the mid-range and he was not allowing Charlo to get off. And I think that was mightily impressive. 
But again, Charlo made adjustments in the last third of the fight. Derek James told him, he goes, listen, we need a knockdown. We need a finish. He had that sense of urgency. That's why Derek James is one of the best trainers in the sport. I actually think he said we need a knockout. Is, is that what you heard? I thought he said we need a knockout coming into round 12. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, I mean, that's impressive to be able to go and have a sense of urgency. That is why he's an elite trainer. And credit to Charlo to really stepping on the gas. How many times have you and I seen where an elite trainer tells a fighter, you need this, and they don't do it with the same intensity and ferocity and energy that their trainer's telling them to do so? As soon as Derek James said that to Charlo, he went ahead and really picked up the pace. Um, then, uh, obviously, round 10, Charlo uh, had a huge round 10. Uh, he rocked, uh, definitely rocked Castanio. Castanio, uh, who was coming forward for a lot of fights, just he, he did well to make it out in terms of he was circling the ring. Uh, you know, we're going to see the Olympics start next week. He was, uh, doing his, <laughs> he, he was doing his best four by 100 uh, impersonation for a good part of round 10. You know what, also? The fact that Charlo had enough respect for Castaño because he knew how dangerous he was, that he didn't want to overcommit. So, again, we talk about those little nuances, Mark, the fight within the fight. That's a storyline to look at. Charlo had him hurt badly, but the fact that he didn't go after him and start swinging like a crazy man because he knew the kind of pop that was being thrown at him. I'm going to say two numbers to you what comes to mind. 117-111. Egregious, absolutely egregious. That is a piss poor scorecard. Nelson Vasquez has no business going ahead and judging another big prize fight again. And it pisses me off, and it's bad for the sport. And thankfully, it didn't put a black eye on tonight because tonight was fantastic for fight fans all over the world. Okay, uh, um, also because of not only the competitiveness and the, you know, at the level the fight was followed, it fought on an extremely high level. And we saw two really championship caliber fighters in there tonight. Because of that, is this a fight of the year candidate, in your opinion? I think so, without question. I think you have to put it in the conversation. Two champions in the primes of their careers fighting at an elite level. This is what, as Larry Merchant likes to say, world-class prize fighting. This is what they did. They both had no hesitation fighting each other. It's the best fighting the best, and we need more nights like tonight to be able to further this great sport of boxing. But, Mark, I'll be honest with you, we just got done with the first one. I can't wait for number two. I was fired up all week since this fight was announced. Can you imagine? I'm going to be jumping out of my skin for number two. That was actually my next uh, my, my, my next little note here, rematch. I guess, guess we're all on board for that. I watched the, the press conference, which you uh, handled uh, as normally you do with the flying colors. The, uh, Sebastian Contorsi, the uh, the um, manager of Brian Castan, you actually made a point, you know, guys like me in the business, uh, just hopefully the, the mandatory stuff does not get in the way of, the, of a potential rematch. Look, they better not because, you know what, no one wants to see no mandatories. Everybody around the world wants to see these two guys in the ring against each other. Charlo said, let's do it again. 
Castaño said, let's do it again. Everyone seems to be on board. I think the second fight does way bigger numbers than the first one. So let's see this happen, man. I mean, you know, I, as I said during the post by presser, I want them to go and enjoy time with their families, relax, go on vacation, forget about boxing a little bit, allow their bodies to heal up. And when they're ready to go, by all means, we'll welcome them with open arms and we'll be waiting with bated breath to watch the second one. Uh, two quick, uh, yeah, a couple real quick things on the uh, uh, the co-feature undercard. Orlando Romero stops Anthony Jig at round seven. Uh, I guess an okay before Something about Romero was texting someone, uh, a writer. He might, it really reminds me of, it reminds me of Ricardo Mayorga. Yeah, you're right. I, I saw that several times today on social media, and I agree with you. But you know what I love about him is that Roley is going to be himself. He's not going to conform to, you know, if people like him or don't, whatever. He's like, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. You either like me or you love me or you, you can love me or hate me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be who I am. How can you not respect that? The kid is 100% Roley Romero. Yeah, I mean, he's calling out guys like hey, maybe, maybe because of his, uh, his heavy hands, but I mean, he fights with Javante Davis. So I don't know. I don't think that ends well for Rolando Romero at this point. You know what? What I like about him is that, as I said, you know what? Closed mouths don't get fed. If you want it and you believe in your abilities, and you can make it happen, start talking about it. Because you need to put in the minds of people and the promoters and, and the executives on, at the network level because, you know what, draw up interest. And maybe he can get himself a fight of that magnitude. I don't make those decisions, but look, the kid's undefeated. He's growing. He's got Larry Wade now as his strength and conditioning coach, who I think is one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the entire sport. And, I mean, look, the kid has a winning recipe. So far, so good for Rolly Romero. And then uh, I saw Anthony Higgins now going to become an actor, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess he wants to go into diving acting. I mean, you know, he's, a, he's in great shape. He's got experience. So, you know what? Why not? When we do these, when, you know, we do these fight cards, we see these fight cards, usually, you know, we'd be happy to get one good fight on the card. We had two good fights tonight because the opening bout between uh, Albert Carvedal and uh, Emmanuel Reed, that was, a, that was a nice little scrap in there. Oh, they beat the crap out of each other, Mark. And I think both guys, their stock, both were elevated even in the loss for Aleem. Aleem looked tremendous tonight with Ronnie Shields after the layoff that he had. He hadn't been in the ring since December of 2019. And Amir Calvidal is on a quest to try to become the first Uruguayan to capture a world title. He's got a long ways to go, but Vidal is going to learn and grow so much more because of what he was able to learn inside the ring against Emmanuel Lim. Yeah, and like you said in uh, the press conference that, uh, you know, he's with Samson Lucas and, he, and uh, Samson seems, seems to find these guys in all corners of the globe. He really does. I mean, he finds these hidden gems, but you know what? That's just the eye for talent that Samson has. It's been like that forever. He found Pacquiao, found Sergio Martinez, found David Benavides, you know, found Sebastian Kundora. He just finds these gems and he keeps delivering it. And we're the beneficiaries of that. I'm very thankful that they're fighting under the Premier Boxing Champions banner.
Well, Ray, uh, we're going to let you go. You had a long night on the microphone and the press conferences. You know, shaking hands, kissing babies. I'm sure you did it all this week in San Antonio. Ray, what do you want to say? Any final thoughts? You're, you're, you're everywhere. So where, where are we going to see you next? Uh, you will see me in New Jersey. I'll be a part of the PBC on Fox show in New Jersey on uh, July. What is it? July 30th at the end of July 31st. July 31st, and then uh, Triller Fight Club in New York Theater, Madison Square Garden on uh, that Tuesday, August 3rd. So pumped about that. I'm going to be going to New Jersey and New York. So East Coast, here I come at the end of the month. Until then, though, I'm gonna. we were supposed to have Wilder Fury number three. Obviously, that got postponed. So I'm going to enjoy a week home in my favorite city of the entire world, Chicago. My hometown of Chicago, I'm going to enjoy and see some people I haven't seen and enjoy myself and, uh, you know, then get ready for this nice stretch that we're going to be on as the summer of boxing continues, my man. Do me one favor. Get some sleep. Oh, I will, my friend. Absolutely. And follow us on social media, SPR Flores. Where are you? SPR Flores on social media. Sweet baby Ray, give us the uh, ringside account. He was right up on the ring of tonight's, you know, real classic fight between, uh, well, between, uh, I can't even think now, Brian Castagna yeah, and, and, and There you go. So, Ray, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Safe trip back to Chicago. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Later, Mark. Thank you. There you have it, Ray Flores, who called the action for the international audience tonight, live from San Antonio. Brian Castillo, Jamel Charo, fight to a draw, a, a terrific fight. Looking forward to, to the rematch. Just want to give uh, uh, people out there where they can find me on Twitter at MMS Boxing, YouTube, there it is. Mark Adams, too, on Facebook and at Mark Adams Boxing on Instagram and uh, for the two websites, 15rounds.com, the best boxing website in the world, all the up-to-date news. You can read the account of tonight's fight. You can watch the press conference from tonight's fight, which Ray, uh, which Ray did a terrific job hosting. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Sunday. We'll be working on a few interviews. We're uh, looking to do two, three interviews every day this week. Uh, see, maybe we get some people in the chat. Uh, super excited to see you here. Um, well, I guess he's ready, ready. I don't know if he's ready for the rematch. I don't know what do you, what, what do you mean this. What's my opinion on pretzels? I don't know. It's getting late at night here. These are people on Twitch. So, uh, you know, uh, the, the Twitchers, I guess they're the late night people. So for everyone out there, yeah, here we go. Rising Bed Betty, who's ready for the rematch. So uh, if I went out there, have a good night. And uh, we will talk to you at some point on Sunday with a couple guests, a couple different guests throughout the throughout the day. And uh, like I said, we got some big fights coming up this week. We'll be, do we'll be doing some live events from in Philadelphia. So I want to have a good night.